believe it or not, I had one of the best sleeps I've had in a long time. Really? I woke up at 6.30 in the morning and the, the, the car was swaying left and right with the wind. And I looked at the was sky it the light. Wind? It was the wind, yes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I was by myself. Hey, there not that much movement. But um, it was moving back and forth. And I looked up and there was snow on the, on, on, wow. on the roof. And I'm like, oh. And my, my, my mate Joe, who I do landscape with, he was next to me in his van. He's converted yeah. his van into a big double bed nice. and stuff. It's, yeah, it's really nice. Was um, you see his van rocking as well, was it? Just know, <laughs> <laughs> I see Welcome to episode 45 of the Photographer's Crack podcast and we are, this is a special episode because yeah. I have this handsome, balding gentleman right in front of me and you're looking very good. I'm, I'm, I'm looking tired, I can actually reach out and touch your beard oh, well, rather I love than it. doing it, it by a webcam. But in front of a black thing in front of your mouth as well. I know, <laughs> to be fair, it looks like we could be on the cover of a gentleman's magazine uh, leaning too close into your microphone. It's a little too phallic for my liking, but I, it's okay, it's good. It's a nice little microphone though, isn't it? It's great that I can take this on the on, on the road and do this. So we are, we are not in our houses where we normally nope. record. We are in Falkirk in Scotland at the Society's Roadshow. Yeah, I've come north of the border. Um, so Bring your passport. I did actually. Good, good. I wasn't sure, even though flying from yeah. London, I thought... Can I do it on my driving yes, license? Can, yeah. And I did, but I have my passport just in case. Just in case, yeah. yeah. But I'm in Scotland. I'm still shocked you can't drink and drive here. You, <laughs> could, you shouldn't do it anyway. But I had no idea it was a zero tolerance yeah. up here. So when we say drink and drive, like I think in England you can have a couple of units. Uh, 0.3 milligrams. Point so three, yeah. you're allowed probably under a pint. Like a, under a pint, a yeah. Pint, a pint, a glass, small if glass big of wine. lad, pint, glass of wine, you'd be yeah. fine. Yeah. I had no idea it was zero tolerance yeah. up here. I've been here None. for many years, so yeah. yeah, they're quite strict on it. So yeah. It's good. But it's nice to be here. It's sun's out. Beautiful so, day. Look, these. That's my sunglasses, people. I'm sunglasses. in Scotland and I bought sunglasses. You know, it's fake Ray-Bans, is it? You know? <laughs> Ray-Bans with two ends. <laughs> no, it is. It's, we, we, we are here. We've got a nice little quiet room in, in the uh, hotel. So if you do hear some noises, it might be some people coming it's in the night. eating crisps. Yes, we are joined by the... Um, the beautiful and wonderful, kind-hearted Louise, who's mouthing nasty things to me. You know, it's nice to have her in our company as well. But will she say anything on a podcast? She shakes her nope, head. No, nope, no, nope. no, nope, she doesn't. <laughs> we will get her on one day. We will pile her with drink and get her onto the podcast one day. And we also have a very special guest. We do. One of my attendees who sat front and centre in my talk. I saw him just gazing into your eyes and just, just loving everything you were doing and no. writing all the words down. I think there's a couple of selfies taken there as well with you <laughs> in the background, I think. We have a listener, Darren, who often likes to ask us lots of questions and actually gives us the questions we need for the podcast yeah. if people are too, too um, scared to ask anything. So hopefully we've given him lots of advice, but... I cornered him in the bar and asked him if he'd come on the podcast. We're going to do that in a little bit. And if he has questions, and already I can see in his tablet, he's about six pages deep. I know. I'm quite worried. I haven't been in Durham tonight. I know. (laughs) (laughs) So we're going to to corner him. We're going to get him to come on and speak to us. He doesn't look too nervous. He's okay. And it's it's going to be painless as well. I think so. So Yeah, we'll be gentle. It'll be fine. So let's, as always, start with a catch-up. You've been a busy boy. Mate, I'm still jet-lagged. I'm yeah, properly you look, jet-lagged. You like um, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so I got back from California on Thursday. My case arrived on Friday. So my case was a day late 
uh, it never even made the first flight. So wow. I landed in Heathrow with just my camera bag, and, and that was it. So it matters, yeah, yeah. So yeah, but no, having my signed Mike Tyson glove was in my case. So I was more concerned about that <laughs> than I was having actually mm-hmm. um, losing the clothes. But yeah, it was good. WPPI was was intense. It yeah. was really really good fun. Uh, the judging was was on point. The the winners were incredible this year. The quality of work that's coming through. Louis is just having a wee in the background. If you can't hear us, <laughs> you hear that um, noise. <laughs> so yeah, it was it was great. But I, I was at it three weeks. I had a holiday first, yeah. and then my family went home. I went on to Vegas. So I am very much on the West Coast time still. Yeah, I can and, imagine. And it's now just after lunchtime, midday. So my body's telling me it's five past four in the morning. That's so, that's tough. It's all right. It's a nice holiday. Nice to have a break. Oh, spend mate, some time with the family. We did Disneyland. We did Universal. We did spent a week in San Diego on the beach. It was it was phenomenal. It was really good. Thank you. Um, yeah, it was great. It was nice to switch off. I should have probably done it the other way around okay. and done WPPI and then had the trip. Yeah. But with half term falling when it fell, I had to take Emily out of school for three days, okay. which we got not in trouble for, but we didn't really? get. Oh, because they're quite strict with that sort of thing. Yeah, very strict. So yeah, we yeah. had to you know, ask permission to have my own child. Which was yeah. like, I always find. A I think in Scotland it's different. I think we're so we're, we're our government is pretty crappy towards our education system. So yeah. if the kid's not there, it saves them money. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah. I quite like so, it. So. Yeah, so, but it was good. I mean, she loved it. Emily loved it. We got her a Harmony one, the Universal, mm-hmm. we did the Harry Potter ride, we did the new Star Wars ride at Disney. Yeah, it was good fun. Oh, she a big, she a Harry Potter fan. She loves it. Did you tell her where I was? Did, you see, did I tell you where I was last week? No. Oh, you showed me lots of pictures of snow. No. Oh, no, no. Before that, so I was shooting a wedding in Edinburgh. Right. At the Bamoral Hotel. Ah. And the bride was getting ready in the J.K. Rowling suite. Really? So this is a suite that she wrote the last book. But what's famous about it is when you look out one particular window, yeah. it has a view of the coffee shop where she wrote the first book. Which so she was dead broke. You know, she was almost homeless. Yeah. Wrote the first book. And then she's living in a two and a half thousand pound a night suite writing the second book, uh, the last book. And it's amazing. It's all, there's like quirky little sign stuff all over yeah. the place and it's got like a big purple door, J.K. Rowling. I've been to the coffee shop in Edinburgh. Yeah. I did a wedding up in Edinburgh four or five years ago and I sat in the coffee shop and you can see the castle. Like her, her, yeah, that yeah. was her muse for Hogwarts, mm-hmm. right? Um, I like Edinburgh a lot. It's good fun. Yeah. I like yeah. it. But I, yeah, I've she, never read them or watched them. Oh, they're great. You should, you should. You never watch Harry Potter? No. Oh my God. Not yet. They're great. Okay. They're great. I'll tell you where it's Yeah, they're great. Really good. <laughs> I don't even care. No, I love Harry Potter. Yeah. I don't so, care. I mean, that that's pretty cool. And, and, and in terms of WPPI, what's the attendance? Is it over, uh, over four days? Uh, so, the print competition starts on the Sunday. So, I was in town Friday night. Mm-hmm. We had a judges' meeting Saturday, and it starts Sunday with the classes really starting properly on the Monday, and they finish on Thursday. Wow. So, it's intense. The trade show runs from Tuesday, Thursday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Yeah. And then I was at home. I flew back Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. I had to get back for a wedding. So I had to do the day job. I had to, I had to make sure I, you, you know. You shattered for that. The, the irony of having to fly home to do something that supports me being away was yeah. not lost on me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, can, I can imagine. I can, but it's nice to do that. I mean, you got to take that. I know that um, you and I have spoken in the past about this sort of thing. This is a goal that you wanted to reach years ago was to A, win something at WPPI, but yep. then also speak at WPPI. Yep. Speak and, and judge was the two yeah. big things. That was my outcome. When I first started finding out about F- uh, WPPI through the societies, which mm-hmm. is why we're here now, that was my outcome. I wanted to speak yeah. and there. So to do it three years in a row now, yeah. it's, been, it's, it's been it's cool. So th- for those that don't know, the Society Roadshows, we're here there for the Society of Photographers, yep. wedding photographers, and, and they've got different societies for mm-hmm. landscape and not everything else as well. They're linked with WPPI. 
Sort of. So they're loosely, they're in the old days of membership, if you were a member of SWPP, mm-hmm. you got the basic WPPI membership for okay. free. Okay. Uh, WPPI have now stopped membership. Okay. So there's no membership program at all. You just turn up and pay the money for the convention. Mm-hmm. Um, and they use the same judging uh, pool. So if you judge well for SWPP, mm-hmm. you get put forward to judge at WPPI and then you go forwards from there. So they're loosely based. Not, mm-hmm. They're not as tight together as they used no. to be. No. Okay. That's interesting because there is, there's lots, we, we, we're going to discuss this in a dedicated podcast in the future about societies and this sort of stuff. I know we have touched on it loosely before mm. because they are they are good and I think a lot of the societies are they're redesigning themselves they're yes. getting a lot better I think they've been very fuddy-duddy before mm. which was interesting so we'll discuss that in a little bit about yeah. today but they are so worth it reinventing themselves yes. which I think is very important as photographers should do in the future like is, phoenixes from the flames I like that oh, there we go <laughs> very, very there very we go yeah <laughs> so that, that's amazing and today we were here at the Roadshow you were doing a talk I did on specifically on uh, how to make more money from selling wedding albums money is important money is yeah, a good it's thing buys like, microphones like this yeah, yeah it's yeah, from that random dirty bookstore who get down <laughs> in uh, Albany High Street <laughs> <laughs> no it was it was great cause, I mean we, we drove out we we effectively drove down just to see your handsome face in front of there, the screen, and for you to uh, call my name out a few times during the, uh, I did. the things that you're picking on me. But <laughs> making drunk purchases. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that happened. But how is that drunk purchase? That, it, it, well, I wasn't so much drunk. I was more. Uh, we're talking about the printer, aren't Ooh. we? I was more um, pissed off. Yeah. I was angry and full of bacon. <laughs> <laughs> bacon roll <laughs> to buy. Yeah, it's amazing. It's absolutely brilliant. Um, Technically, I've made my money back from it already. Well, there you go. So it's a worthwhile Which purchase. Which is a, a, log, a, log, a logical purchase. Yes. You know, it was a want. It was a need. At least you can now justify to Iris why you made the purchase. Yes. Because you've made money back from it. Exactly. So, yeah. Technically. Was it a want or a need? It was a need. Yeah. It was a need. It was uh, It was a want for a while. And then printing out. Sorry, Louise is sitting here um, mouthing shite to me um it, it was a want it was a novelty and then realizing that i wasn't printing as much as i should be yeah since buying it printing it has given me a different look at my photography okay so first of all from a landscape point of view it's getting me out there to create new content yes to print yeah. in my head I'm thinking this picture how would it look printed yeah. and I'm envisioning it how I'm going to edit it uh-huh. and print it and that, that's been really good it's because without taking pictures doing landscape I've started redoing my vlogs again yep. my video videos I hate the word vlog but vlog, it yeah. is a vlog uh, so I've just done one trip two of them that was an interesting trip which we'll, we'll talk about later on um, so my, my, my plan is to get maybe about five or six of them in the bag mm-hmm. first before we start releasing them because uh, it is very time consuming to do it took me best part of eight hours to do a 15 minute video oh wow it's a lot of editing it's a lot of putting together exactly exactly <laughs> you know and I do need to I, I enjoy it though so that was a good stress relief but also going to a wedding and thinking about this picture is going to look amazing yeah. printed and have you found yeah. you've printed more pictures of the kids since you've my kids print, yeah no <laughs> no I don't, I don't photograph my kids oh. that's, that's Iris's job she okay. does that that's fair we have printed some we've, we've got a big photo wall in our house and, and Iris's mum was coming so like the day before she's like you need to print these pictures I'm like yeah we need some pictures yeah. of her family on the wall yeah. so um, yeah we have done that and we have done some bits of bobs but it's a lot of testing a lot of getting it right 
um, which is, is, is very important yes. to do, so that's about it. Yeah. So what have you been up to in the last two weeks whilst I've been sunning myself in Southern California? Yeah, for the, for, for the first time in a long time, spending a lot of time driving. Okay. Yeah, you yeah. sent me some pictures of you doing a, a shoot in the snow. Yeah. I was like, mad, man. So first of all, um, I, I, I got permission. Not that I needed permission. It's like they do. I'm um, James Kelly. I don't need permission anymore. <laughs> I do need permission <laughs> to get away and do some landscapes. So I was up in a place called Samway Bay, which is just south of Cape Wrath, the most northern west point of Scotland. Um, That's a four and a half hour drive wow. from my house. And I, let, I got a two hour sleep. And then left about quarter past 12 at night Jeez. and stopped it for some food yeah. and stuff like this halfway, well, halfway, an hour out, I was hungry. And I got there for about quarter to five in the morning, slept in the back of the X-Trail yeah. in a sleeping bag. Believe it or not, I had one of the best sleeps I've had in a long time. Really? I woke up at 6.30 in the morning and the, the, the car was swaying left and right with the wind. And I looked at the was skylight. Was it the wind? It was the wind, yes. <laughs> Hey, I was by myself. Hey, to make that much movement, but um, it was moving back and forth. And I looked up, and there was snow on the on, on, wow. the, on the roof, and I'm like, ah. Oh. My, my my mate Joe, who I do landscape with, he was next to me in his van. He's converted yeah. his van into a big double bed nice. and stuff. It's, yeah, it's really nice. You um, see his van rocking as well, was it? Just know, <laughs> <laughs> I could see, but it was really windy. It's a windy part of the of the, the, the world. And we got out in the, in the morning. Woke up when it stopped raining. It was about nine. Spoke to a local crofter who owns the land. He's like, yeah, I haven't seen snow here since 2010. Wow. So I was like, that's okay. insane. So we did a three-mile walk-in. How cold is it? It was it was about minus one. Okay. Uh, so it was cold enough for hail. Yeah. And I mean hail, like sandpaper to the face. It oh. was pretty grueling. Got out there, I it took about an hour and a half to walk three miles mm. out there. Whole big bay to herself. Later found out that there's a spitfire in the sand at the beach and after a bad storm it shows itself and wow. then when it comes away it goes away again from the war from the yeah. war yeah yeah so we were we were there we didn't see the spitfire unfortunately but it was really nice um there for about two hours filmed a vlog yeah and then went back to the the cars had some food headed south so kyle bridge um the is it the white willow or the weeping willow waterfall was this phenomenal waterfall yeah it's it's literally like probably not even half a mile from the road, mm. probably less than that. But you got to walk over these stones right, okay. to get to, and it's this incredible, massive waterfall. It was, it was beautiful, and then down to I can never pronounce this right, Ardvark Castle, which is Assen kind of area. Right. It's a beautiful castle. So, yeah, finally got home about nine o'clock at night. Oh, you must have been knackered. I was shattered. And then a few days later, a uh, three and a half hour drive down to Glencoe for the photo shoot, yeah. the wedding photo shoot. Got down there, loads of snow. I mean, it's snowing. We're sitting there in the hotel. It's all coming down. Yeah. It's beautiful. Couple arrived, chat with them. Then went outside, turned to rain. Oh. So I was a bit peeved off at that. You um, weren't angry. You were disappointed. I was pissed off. <laughs> <laughs> so, but it was fine. We, we still got shots. Like, what, what I like, though, about it is it, this is something that I... I sp- sp- specifically have is anyone who has seen photographs of Glencoe or has mm. been to Glencoe it's a beautiful landscape it's absolutely stunning but trying but but creating beautiful photographs with a couple there mm. is like shooting fish in a barrel right it's not technically hard you can point the camera anywhere and you yeah. have a phenomenal view and this is why a lot of photographers are drawn there yeah. a lot of elopements a lot of style photo shoots there because it's easy to is photograph it, yeah. you take those same people and take them up to 
a sand or sky or whatever and there's it's a lot harder yeah. you know because it's a little bit more challenging so i was really hesitant about going there with a couple because because of all the pictures yeah. you see there's nothing different nothing unique and the first thing they said was oh we don't want the book of the big hill in the background yeah. there mountain they don't want that in the background they want to do something unique and different so we're like all right okay let's go down with this massive rapid mm-hmm. war that if you fall in it's probably like you're minus dead. four yeah, or yeah you're you're, you know you're it was cool and i was right on the edge uh, unfortunately the groom had an abscess in his wisdom tooth and oh. he was the start of the cold he was a little bit miserable yeah, um, I'll do it. but they did it they, they stuck it out they were absolutely soaked afterwards they were freezing cold i had them in knee-high snow at one point and it was just it was so much fun and i treated them to hot chocolate afterwards oh, so that was sorry. nice so that was good um four weddings in already so okay. two two elopements and we had a, a a big one at the weekend louise and i shot a wedding at the weekend and just the greatest couple um nurses know how to party oh yes i think out of the whole genre if you're ever doing a wedding and there's nurses or doctors there teachers, teachers, teachers. they are crazy yeah they went from being stone cold sober to absolutely wasted in like an hour yeah it was brilliant and the atmosphere was fantastic yeah. see in well. we call that ecstasy that does that at weddings oh, oh really yeah. <laughs> just cocaine up our way yeah <laughs> so it's just yeah, yeah it happens a lot but teachers nurses police i think yeah. anyone in the, the that are have a very responsible job yeah they let their hair down yeah. well well these nurses were surgical nurses for the neonatal oh, department so yeah. they deal with babies and yeah. stuff like this and there was you know midwives I don't want Iris going out socialising with these people. They're going to turn into an alcoholic when yeah. she goes out. Yeah. I mean, she's a nice, good lass, although when she's drunk, it's hilarious. Very rare. But these girls know how to party. So yeah. I've now got these these sociable events that I'm going to have to look forward to when she's going out, which yeah, we actually not? we actually have one in a few weeks' time. Um, a ball, so that'll be... Two words. Lash on. Yes. I haven't been drunk in eight years. <laughs> oh, man. It's oh, mate, I, I got the most drunk I've ever been was in Las Vegas last week. Oh, really? So we had, uh, they do, so WPPI is when it finishes, it's mm-hmm. all about the after party. Yeah, yeah. So every day there are parties. So on the Tuesday, so my last night, there was a speaker appreciation party at the top of the Skyfall Lounge mm-hmm. in the Delano. So it's 64th floor, looking over the strip. We watched, it's, it's specifically from half past four mm-hmm. to half past six. So you watch the sun go down. Nice. It is breathtaking free bar two hours oh. so the only people that can party harder than the nurses are photographers oh really oh yeah so we were getting gin and tonics like they're going out of fashion and we're talking maybe like a long cocktail glass oh yeah drink. like three finger measure oh no 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 no, no? You, you're probably talking it was a it was he'd pour it and sort of do sort of yep. that next drink yep and then tonic yep <laughs> so we I must, I must have had ten. Oh really and it's probably a bottle of gin there. Probably half a bottle of gin. Yeah. And I was smashed. Yeah. Properly smashed. So much so that I want to take a photograph of the setting sun over the strip. Yeah. So me being me, I pull up a chair, stand on the chair, and 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 all of a sudden we are surrounded by security <laughs> and hotel management. Um, Which like, I think you're obvious. Like, I'm to obvious. Sir, can you can you stand down, please? We have to ask you to leave. I'm like, what? I'm only trying to get a picture. Yeah, do it, but off the stall and they were really strict oh, really? So if you people have gone to, over at one point you know yeah if you speak to a good friend David Stanbury he was generally thought our party was going to be over before it started because <laughs> they were going to kick us both out before it even really got going <laughs> I love it it's, it's, it's funny you say that about about photographers partying hard because I don't think I've ever 
really seen that. But then WPPI is it's international, it's worldwide, yeah. it's yeah. it's photographers. A lot of photographers have made the effort to come there. It's Vegas. Yeah, it's Vegas. It was fight weekend. Yeah. It was uh, NASCAR was also in uh, there with the rugby sevens on. So yeah. there was a lot happening in Vegas outside of the outside of the convention. Yeah. It was it was nuts. It was. I, I, I want to do it next year. Yeah, I would like to go next year. It's at the Mirage. F, yeah. uh, news up, news flash. It is March the seventh until the eleventh at the Mirage Hotel, Las Vegas, twenty twenty one. Put it in my diary. Make sure I'm free. Okay. It's <laughs> got the finger. She got. You, she said you got one day free. One day free. <laughs> <laughs> March the seventh. I, I can maybe do that. Yeah. Yeah. No, if I, I'll, um, take, I'll take Irish with me. But yeah. yeah, aside from that, I I was lucky enough to go to the um, Tyson Fury fight, mm. Wilder. So I got tickets for that. Um, single-handedly the best sporting event yeah. I've ever been witness to yeah and you got to meet Mike Tyson and I got to meet you, Mike and Tyson and you, you needed that you needed to meet him no yeah? I wanted no, that no <laughs> I wanted that and was that. the boxing glove included or you uh, had to no, buy that so separate? basically you paid for to meet Mike yep and then depending on how much you paid depending on what you got to sign really? so it was a picture um, a glove a pair of shorts or a replica WBC belt they wanted $850 what? To, to sign this this belt and if I'd have bought that home I'd have been divorced? beaten to death with yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> or divorced. Yeah. So I, I, I seen I, where it was like coming home with the fairies uh, um, football top. I actually I have it with me. Do you? Oh, I really? Wore it, wore it in bed last night. I thought you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you. At least someone thinks of me in yeah. bed, you know? Um, so. so, yeah. So, I bought I got this glove and the, 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 uh, it was just, yeah, Mike's cool. Yeah, he was, cool. he was cool, yeah? Yeah, he was cool. Yeah, he was stoned. Very, very Oh, yeah, stoned. but he, he often is though, isn't yeah, he? He's, yeah. yeah, but I chat to him and had a little chat and he's a very nice bloke. Oh, it's amazing. Very nice bloke. Amazing. Yeah, so that was, my WPPI was actually brilliant before the convention even mm-hmm. started and it just got better as the, as the week went on. Good. That's, that's amazing. It was good. Next year, I will be there. I want to go, I, I really want to go um, to there. I would love to, of course, have work yeah. on display, but that, that that's a goal long term, I think, to, to look towards, but it's something but nice But the good thing have. about the location next year is that the Mirage is more central strip. The Mandalay good. Bay is the first hotel on the strip and it is a trek to get to anywhere. Okay. Yeah. Where the Mirage is next to Treasure Island and the Bellagio? Yeah. Or see, no, oh, nice. Palace. So you're literally in middle strip. It's, yeah. it's a much better spot. Cool. Much better spot. Ace. Right, moving on so we don't go too long. And we've, yeah, exactly. So you're here for the road show. You yes. come up here to do a talk about selling wedding albums. Yes. And phenomenal talk. It the was, mindset it was of good. selling wedding yeah. albums. Yeah. How and to get into people's heads. There was What was nice as well with a lot of things uh, Louise and I were discussing is I can kind of I relate to a lot about what you talked about and yep. what you do some things I disagreed with but that's fine, fine. That's, you know each yeah. but if it works for me it works which yeah. is really good but there's a few pointers that I, I you know increasing the price of spreads yes that's something that I, I, I need to work towards um, very much believe the albums sell themselves and you know I talk a lot we all know that I talk a lot anyone who meets me knows that I talk a lot we had this discussion recently I don't like quite no. gaps um, but when it does come to looking at wedding albums I give the couple the wedding album, I put all the samples and everything out and I don't talk and they look yeah. over everything and it sells themselves. Yeah. For me that works but I do believe I could be making a lot more money from Yeah, album, so. I said it in my talk. It's, yeah. it's we find it very easy to to sell what we like about the book yeah. and we could be selling it, we could be pushing the wrong thing. Yeah. So it's it's important to find out what they like yeah. and then reinforce that yeah. what you're trying to sell because they might like 
I don't know the the paper quality. Yeah. We're, 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 if we're pushing the out the leather. Yep. They're like, but I don't like the leather. Yeah. I, but so you, you've got to listen to your client. Correct. Advice. Not yeah. you, but in general, we have to listen as yeah. an industry. Have to listen to what the market and the client is wanting, rather yeah. than us force our opinions on on Correct. them. Correct. And it is it is very important to do that. I say listening to to clients and doing that sort of thing. I know for me, since bringing on Dream Books as well as as having Queensbury. One of the biggest selling points I've had with Dreambook albums is a fine art paper. Yeah. People have gone for a, a, you know, cost price is a 750, 800 pound yeah. wedding album, but then seen the fine art paper that Dreambooks offer yeah. and gone, I like that. Oh, I like that. Yeah. I like, and I'll change my whole album to Dreambooks. Yeah. And now actually they're probably saving a bit of money by mm-hmm. doing that because it is a lower price album. Yeah. Um, but that's my fault to kind of up that but it's interesting to see bringing on a new album company and seeing things like that that most couples have gone for you know and and I have spoken to dream books that they do something uh, Queensbury do some things that they don't do that I think if they were to do this I'll use dream books solely and I'll make a lot more money from it because I'll make a bigger markup with Queensbury when I do dream books but it's interesting you know when you're talking about an album is unique Yes. The album you create for that couple is unique, yep. unless you do a parents' album. Then, you know, that's only duplicate. But even still, it's <laughs> even a duplicate. So I, so, Smaller So the well. way I do it is that the, the parents' book is never the same size mm-hmm. as the main album. Of course, yeah. And I will use the, the main album for leather or the ennoblement, and mm-hmm. I probably won't do it on the parents' book, because mm-hmm. I want the exclusivity of the couple's book to yeah. be unique, and the parents' book yeah, inside, exactly the same. Yeah. But I will always make the cover slightly yeah. different. The one thing I noticed about especially the talk and I don't know if this is normal the road shows or the talks that you do is definitely the age gap of people here there, yeah, was, there was definitely a big age gap I don't know if that's normal or if that's different sorry Louise is just peeing again in the in the, in the corner um, is that there was a mix between younger people who I'd say maybe early 20s I would or say early, early 30s let's late say 20s. I, had, I had 100 people which was, I've put probably 80 or 90 sitting there. Yeah. But at least 200 people were there today. It could have been 400. Yeah. Let's be honest. Let's go with five. There's yep. 500 people, 500 people there watching there. me today. Yep. Um, it, I would say 15% yeah. are of a demographic that I wanted to appeal to. Yeah. And the 85 were probably at the, at the twilight end of their career. Yeah. Let's put that. Yeah, I can. Who are probably very much stuck in their ways of selling. Very few people will open their minds to yeah. to change. I don't know if you yeah. saw as a, as a chap midway through. I was speaking and he just kept he kept shaking his head and I called him on it. That's right. I yeah, yeah. Is that uh, the one that didn't like investment yeah, overpriced? Yeah, yeah. And I called him on it and I, I gave my response. He's like, okay. He nodded and yeah. like, okay, you've 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 you've, talk, you've done it. You spoke to me about it. Yeah, and I appreciate that. But I think it's a lot of photographers in this day and age are only limited by themselves yeah and I think especially you know we'll say that Darren who's here is new blood to the photography world especially as a wedding photographer fresh face I know he does he looks like he's had sleep actually full head of hair yeah for those I've had two hours sleep um, because my kids were uh, wide awake last night while Iris was on on work and um, and a three and a half hour drive but What's interesting, this is the new blood. This is the new yeah. people who are coming in. And, you know, I even myself, 10 years, but I'm still building my business. I'm open yeah. to change. And as a photographer, you can't just take pictures nowadays. No. You have to be a salesperson. But you don't want to be that traveling salesperson. I sometimes feel like that when I go to a client's house. I feel yeah. like a traveling salesperson. Um, I'd love to have an area. They come to me. That's not going to happen for a while yet. But 
it's it's very important that you do sell and you have to have that personality to sell and you know say say there's a listener here who's quite shy yes loves wedding photography maybe hides in the corner so much to me those documentary photographers shall we say or are the ones that are more likely to just sell a usb because they don't want to do the hassle of the yeah. albums you know if you want to make money from wedding photography that's where you make the money i, I said in my talk i haven't paid for a wedding album in four years yeah all my wedding albums have been free yeah that's your personal ones that's the ones your samples all of my albums. Yeah, yeah. I've not paid for a book because my upsell is more than my graphic studio bill. Yeah, yeah. So I've not paid for a book in four years. Yeah. And if, you know, and that's, my, my albums are 16, 17 grand a year I'm spending on books. Yeah. And I'm not, it doesn't cost me any money to do that. So they're getting something tangible. They're getting something that's going to last forever. They're going to get something that, you know, they look after it, will get passed down from generation to generation. Yeah. And it's cost me no money because yeah. the way I sell and I after sell yeah, it's it's they're paying for themselves. Yeah, it is. I, th- I and, think and it's yeah. a cop out to say that just doing your, there's no money in albums anymore. There is, there is, you, there is. There's way honestly, there's people making a fortune from wedding yeah. albums, but to do a USB only, I think is a little bit short sighted. Yeah, I do, and I think it's irresponsible as photographers to do that. You're talking about how you know someone from what ten years ago contacted you about yeah. the pictures. I actually had that yesterday. Yeah. I actually had someone who I knew shot their wedding six years ago still don't have their album yeah. but that's not my that's them and now they've yeah. moved to Germany but believe it or not I started selling them an album yesterday yeah. over over Messenger and they're looking and the sort of stuff which is why I said about you know do, do you let the clients pick the pictures and I don't because I yeah. do it all for them because you can fall into that trap and then their friends will ask them let's have a look at your pictures I yeah. haven't got them yet yeah. well I, it's been six years yeah I know and all of a sudden the perception is it's our fault yes not their you're fault. right yeah so that's why I try and push it for a little bit quicker what was funny was to start with that was one of the things I disagreed with, and I think I shoot my head when when that when, when you mentioned that because I don't I let my clients pick their pictures, yeah. but then it, and literally in a minute thought well as soon as you deliver the pictures yeah right before you even deliver the pictures to them pick a hundred yeah do a mock design and then two weeks or three weeks after they've been given the pictures send them an automated email with the design to yep. say I've thrown this together what do you, what do you think. think? Don't include pictures like the family, and not the family, like the guests and stuff yeah. like that to start with. Make it about the, the finer art mm-hmm. of the pictures. This is a design. They can then visualize how that's going to look and that'll push them to go, oh, well, I'll change that picture and I'll take yeah. that picture out and then they can then start putting their, their changes to it yeah. and they'll go, oh, but we'd love to put our, our friends in it. Well, we can do two spreads. Yeah. With all your guests, and that's going to you know cost you an extra hundred quid or two hundred quid, whatever you, you whatever you charge, yeah, yeah, to do that, and that's the upselling. But by doing that sample, you're pushing them to get yeah. their album. And which is I, good. if you use Fundy Designer or you know, yeah. I use Fundy Smart Albums, Smart Albums, um, it, it takes ten minutes. Yeah, it it, no, it, it, no it does. It takes all. no time at all. It and really is. I think people have just gotten lazy. Yeah, I completely agree. I, 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 they, I they find it a lot easier just to turn up, take pictures, take the money. Right, thanks, see you later. Yeah. And there's no, you know, I, I still sell to my couples years after the wedding yeah. because I still drip feed emails to yeah. them about yeah. wall art and stuff like that. And, and that's important. That's another thing. Mailing lists are yeah. very important. We, I think as photographers, spend a lot of time social, working on social media, building up a social media following, this sort of stuff should be working on emails yeah emails even prospective clients who haven't booked you you they could book you for a family photo shoot in a yeah. year time just by sending them a little email yeah. hey it's james kelly here i know you emailed me a little while ago mm-hmm. but 
we've got this deal of family photo shoots if you're interested yeah. upsell so keep those emails going collect all those emails that's to me I've noticed that in the last probably couple of months how important yeah. that is to do but you know up, upselling is important and I think if you were to in a room all the photographers who don't sell who just do USB ask them how many of them have actually printed an album with their images yeah. and I can imagine most of them would probably haven't they probably haven't done it because it's a hassle it's an expense but if you print an album with your pictures and you hold it you're like like holy shit these have come alive these mm -hmm. pictures have come alive you give it to the couple to view and you see the emotional effect that an album has on them yeah. they start crying they start remembering things that are happening that's the selling point yeah. that's what so if you do that digitally you, you know, lose it you yeah. mean, if you're trusting you know their £50,000 wedding to a guy that's 12 and works behind a counter of boots yeah it's nice, it's nice. Yeah, it's it nice. is. I know for a little while that's what I used to send clients um, a sample of what one of the real pictures would look like versus one that was done at Snappy Snaps, yeah. you know, or Photo Box, and you can see the difference. And it's just yeah. like, hey, this is the difference. I in used printing. to work in labs. I know how shit those prints yeah. are and how people don't look yeah. after the machines and yeah. change the chemistry. And but Boots used to be amazing. Boots used to be yeah. phenomenal for their printing. They were one of the main printers that a lot of photographers would go to, but yeah. I think because it died off a little bit. It's they just, don't... Yeah. But anyway, we start all that. Okay, I will. Yeah, no problem <laughs> at all. So it's, so it's interesting just to cover that, 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 you know, with albums, upselling is very important, but doing it to a point of where you don't feel like a salesman. No. You know, and, and, and enjoy it and use it as a moment to catch up with your clients. Yeah. They love that personality. Okay, it takes time at your, your day to do it, but you're you're extending that relationship that you have with your yeah. clients, which is what you need to have. And it's that relationship that they're gonna recommend you to their yeah. friends. And yeah. they don't feel like I've been ripped off. You've been honest and upfront and said, Look, this you're gonna spend two thousand pounds now. You might spend eight hundred pounds more on spreads, yeah. but we'll make you aware of that now. If, yeah. if you come into it and say, "Oh, here's your invoice," and yeah. all of a sudden they'll forget, and they're like, "Oh my god, I totally forgot about that," and you look like the arsehole. Yeah. But if you're upfront and honest, they appreciate the honesty, and we cut the deal sometimes. So yeah. If you go for ten, I'll do it half price, or do it for sixty percent, or you know, whatever. You know, just you know, as I said, spent money's forgotten money. Yeah, it is. So it's definitely something <laughs> to think about. So anyone who's listened to the podcast, you know get on the Facebook group. If you aren't on it, join it. Uh, please join it or pop us an email. And, you know, if you have album questions, pop them down and, you know, that's if Darren hasn't given us all the questions already. I, then I was just seeing that. I just got like going, another four just... more pages there. But, you know, <laughs> ask us your tablet. questions. You know, if you want to know about the albums, you know, um, Scott, it, you, you're you sponsored by, well, you're so, um, you're a, a graphy studio. Yep. Graphic Studio, um, I'm part of their family, which yep. is which is awesome, and I'm sponsored by Fundy Designer. So you know, any questions about Fundy or album design or Graphic Studio, yeah. let me know. So I just need to get sponsored by DreamBooks or Queensbury, yeah. and Smart Albums, and we can make it generic. And Let's then do it. Ross doesn't care, so that's no, fine. He doesn't care. Yeah, he's, he's, he's a teacher. He's a teacher, was he? Not? Yeah, exactly. He's got <laughs> he's got his yearly income coming in. You know what I mean? So sorry, we love you. We, we love, love you. Ross. We miss you. We miss yeah. you. Excellent. Right. Well, uh, that's just coming up for half an hour already on that. It's amazing how quick it goes by we are going to go into the next segment where we're going to ask darren oh he's going to ask us some questions yeah probably mainly direct them at scott but you know i saw oh, i saw a twinkle in his eyes when he was doing this <laughs> so in person question time with the 
listener of the show. It's like Dan. it's like David Dimbleby, isn't it? Question time. It's yeah. like a panel of, of audiences, and you can be Dimbleby. Thanks. Louise is Louise Minchin, so she's the new sitting there. Or like Big Simon from the Johnny Vaughan show, just sits there quietly. Don't like Johnny Vaughan. Oh, sorry. Like Johnny Vaughan, he's brilliant. Yeah. Anyway, but yes, we have a live, a live audience member. So Darren is is ready. He is uh, got a list of questions for us that uh, he can either direct it at either of us or both of us. It's entirely up to you. You let us know. But uh, let's go for it. Tell us, ask us, ask us, ask us your questions. All right. They do say never meet your heroes. Oh, and which was that? I. <laughs> horrible thing to say about Louise <laughs> right okay um, these are just a couple of questions I came up with while I was listening to Scott's uh, talk predominantly so but you can both answer them okay. they will apply to, to both of you um, first one and this is this is just something that I picked up on the very end of the first half of the podcast there um, during your talk you talked about recycling your albums mm-hmm. constantly having at least one fresh one on the go yep I've got an album from my very, very first wedding that I shot last year. Yes. That was my original sample album. It's coming up to that couple's anniversary. In the keeping in line with recycling your albums, do you think it would be a good idea to gift that yes. to that couple? They didn't buy it. It was my first wedding. But I know they have lots of friends who are in the engaged kind of space. Yeah, I would definitely. So I always offer my old sample albums out first. Now, it has sometimes happened that they've got divorced. So you're like, oh, I'm really sorry. I had no idea. Then I just burn them. They go on a bonfire and they get burnt. Because um, you can't just chuck them in the bin because state protection. Imagine yeah. going to a landfill site and all of a sudden you've got some album, someone's album in, in, in the tip. But yeah, I, I think for that's a really, really good a good point. Uh, if you can give them something they've not expected, then they're going to love you forever. And especially if you're doing a coverage where they've initially just given a USB and you've done a USB-only coverage, you couldn't afford an album, and you give them their old sample album, they're going to be over the moon. Over the moon. Brilliant, yeah. Okay. Right, sticking with the album theme. Um, something that I asked you at the very end of the talk was, for someone like myself, and I'm at the lower end of the market, so my wedding prices start at 800 for your coverage, how do I justify selling an album that costs the same as my day's coverage? This is you do that, so you, you sell albums afterwards, don't you? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's difficult. It's it's um, to justify sell, selling an album that's as much as a service. Well, first of all, you are um, undercharging yourself. Grossly, you should be at least thousand pound, if not more, um, especially in your area. So, but that's a confidence thing, especially if we've been doing mm-hmm. a year and a half. It builds up over time. But there are photographers out there that do do that. They do do a cheaper service and they do make more money from the wedding albums. Now, the thing is, if you have taken those pictures and those couple of those pictures and you put them into mock design and show how it is, it will sell itself. If you go out there with samples, not only, the, you know, when you're selling your packages, you're selling yourself as such, you know, but when it comes to a wedding album, you're not really selling yourself. You're selling the wedding album. They already see the images. They'll love the images, but you're actually getting a chance to see these in real life. So that's, for me, that's how I say it to a couple. Like when you see them digitally, it's nice. But when you print these pictures, they come alive. Those memories, when you look at them, when you feel them, that's when they come alive. And I think 
if you go in there with a nice open mind and, and show a couple of what the albums are going to look like and show them a design what it's going to look like, it'll sell itself and people will pay that money for that album. You know, so if you're trying to sell an album and you know, my top album's a thousand pound at most. My cheapest album's four hundred. So for me to make my 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 money, I want an album in between. Very rarely do they go for the, the cheap one, and only certain demographic of people will go for the top one. You want to find one in the middle. Now you might have to adjust your prices for your market. You know, so you're right if you find that your clientele might be spending say eight hundred pound on wedding photography because that's their budget. Will they have the budget to spend £800 an album? Probably not. Or they might, I don't know. But let's assume that they, they don't. So I would have your albums in between there. So if you, depending what album company you have, if you have a very basic model, start off a lower price and then work your a tier system up to a higher end. And if they go for the higher one, bonus. But probably assume that they'll go middle of the road, which might be five or £600 for yourself. I don't know if that how would you yeah, think. Yeah, I mean, I do mine in, in collections. So my collect. So if you book me, so we've, we've got. So I said in my tour, I do four albums. Yeah. And depending on which one you want to go for, that's the price that includes me and the album. Yeah. Now someone like your van will say your wedding albums are free. Yeah. But you are you're paying for me, and he does one album. That's all he does one album. Yeah. So uh, you pay for, you pay my fee. You get me, and I'll give you your album for nothing. Yeah. So that you can go for that approach as well but That's quite it, it's finding it's fine it's difficult so people generally won't go for the top one they won't go for the bottom coverage mm -hmm. so it's important to have uh, a holy shit coverage so I've got a 10 grand coverage because yeah. I know people won't book it but it makes the one I want to sell at two and a half yeah. look really affordable so maybe do something like that and then always have like an entry level one as well yeah. so you say well you, if you can't afford that then this is our entry level don't belittle them and say well this is the cheap one this yeah. is the one yeah. yeah so don't do that but certainly, you know, you want you want to, you know, there are more people that are going to spend less money than there are spend more money if that makes any any sense. But definitely have a have an out of reach coverage. Do you have one package? No, I've got four four packages. So if you've got four packages, do those packages include an album? Two of them do. Two of them do. So if you've got your basic package, which is standard coverage yeah. at a set price, let's say eight hundred pound, and then your entry level album, say you market it four hundred pound, but if they book it within package three um you know you get 100 150 pound discount whatever it is and they now have an album in their package so you don't have to sell them an album but what you're going out there to do afterwards is look this is the album you have in your package but these are my other albums and you can then upsell bigger sizes different leathers different styles and that's when you make your money if you can to me i personally think photographers who do albums should have a standard one in their package. Yep. So couple go, we want it in a package, let's include it, and then after the wedding, the upgrade. So one of the ways that I work, especially with, with my packages, is when you book me, you have a deposit, and get our non-refundable retainers, you've got to call it now uh, for legal reasons. Then you have your fee, service fee, so for what I actually do coverage, pay for that. They don't actually pay for their wedding album until they're ready to print it but there's still been invoice for it. So in the contract, still liable for it and this sort of stuff. So that kind of helps a little bit when it comes to the wedding planning, but also it stops that, you know, they book me and then a year or two years down the line, they still haven't got their album. They come to me to book their album. They've paid for it. I've then got to shell out for it. So that from a cash flow point of view is a nightmare. So now I say to them, look, you don't pay for the album until you're ready to print it. 
so far after a year of doing that, every couple's loved it and every couple's done it. And then that says to me, well, you know, if you upgrade your size, you upgrade your leather, it's now going to cost you another £400. But I understand, like, as you say, you know, in your talk, after a wedding, you're pretty skin. Yeah. But three months after the wedding, they've had a couple of, you know, payments for wages come through. Yep. You know, they might have a little bit more money. So if you say to them, there's no rush. We can get it designed. And as soon as it's ready to print, you pay and you're ready to print it, go. Mm. And so far, that's worked. And a lot of people have loved doing it for the one-year anniversary. Yeah. So they go, well, you know what? What's the one-year anniversary? Paper. Paper. There's your album. So that's the gift themselves is they get the wedding album and they time it for the one year anniversary. And that's me now investing for the future mm. in terms of that. So I send an email out nine months after the wedding day yeah. and I hit onto that paper. And that's when I start selling wall art mm -hmm. frames and prints. Yeah. Because people Good generally man. struggle for stuff like that. So they'll get an email nine months before. So it gives them three months to get their, pull their finger out. <laughs> and get <a> present. And <laughs> it's, because time, it's amazing how like after a wedding, like, you know, couples, they're tired after the wedding. They've been on honeymoon. They're trying it's to the recuperate sex. the money. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't know what that is. That's what gonna, um, and then, you know, fall pregnant. That's where you've got to be careful. If anything, I've got kids. It's not long after the wedding. A lot of couples fall pregnant or they buy a house because they have money yeah. after the wedding. They start saving for that next thing. You need to get in there and get that album started before that happens. Yeah. Because as soon as that baby comes along, that's where the money's going to go. They're not going to care about the album until about three years down the line. They're like... Shit, we still haven't got a wedding album. Mm. That's what happens again. Cool. Awesome. I did, just picking up on what you mentioned there, James, I did have success with my most recent wedding where I used it to design one of my sample albums. Yep. I sent a couple of copies just to say, I love doing your wedding. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to use your wedding as my example for couples going forward and they've come back and bought it. Perfect. So, yeah. You know, that's your sample album paid for, you know? It's, yeah. Brilliant. Okay. I'm kidding a candy shop here, so I'm just going okay, to go for it, go questions. For it. Square or rectangle for albums? What do couples prefer? You know, it's funny. I hated square. I mean, I really rebelled against square, and I went rectangle. So my biggest album was a 14 by 10 inch So I, I used to offer upright square and, and rectangle, so mm -hmm. vertical books. And then when I started shooting for the wedding album to sell more spreads, my style suits a panoramic spread. Yeah. So that's when I, so now I only offer panoramic. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny because I was the same, but I introduced a sample square album just so I can say, this is a square album. Yeah. And a majority of my couples are now going for the square, which really surprised me. Yeah. Really surprised me. I used to worry about it. I used to think, well, but then... I'm like people, you know, if they only see a landscape book, yeah. then they're engineered to have a landscape book. So, you know, my style suits it. Yep. If they want a square one, I used to use the um, the Loxley um, Harris Tweed album for a little bit. Now oh, it yeah. comes in square. And it was nice, but that was expensive. Oh, it was, was it? costing me, I think I've sold all of my kidneys to pay for, for one of those. Wow, um, really? Very expensive. I stopped doing it because I couldn't sell it. I couldn't sell it for the price I wanted to sell it yeah. for. And also, my style didn't suit the square book. So, shoot for the, shoot, uh, offer the one you think is going to sell and offer the one you think is going to suit your style yeah. better. Yeah, because it's funny, because I love, I love the, the panoramics. I think Dream Books is like 15 by 10, yeah. that little extra inch. And you're right, I think with, uh, yes, Louise, funny joke, that little extra inch, all, it's all that matters. That um, you're right, when you have a panoramic and you have a couple of pictures either side of it, yeah. it looks really nice. And that yeah. was, you know, and when you had that, that shoe shot going across that two pages, yeah. that looked amazing. That yeah. wouldn't look as good in a square. No. So I agree no. with that. So personal preference, um, I, I think you should have both to view and let the couple decide. 
but in a really good way that, as you say, that if you find that your pictures work better in a landscape, then that's your job to say to the couple without pushing them, my pictures do kind of work a little bit better. Take it from there. Yeah. Cool. Okay, Scott, something else from your talk. And this is where, when you asked the question, I said no, and you picked on me. <laughs> I'm good at that. Do, do you send prices out with the initial inquiry? And I said yes, and then you immediately chastised me and told me why I didn't not. chastise you. I, I, <laughs> I might have gave your bum a little smack. No, um, I believe that people can get put off by price really, really easily. And I think if you're sending out a price list that's got a £10,000 coverage in it, they're going to think, holy crap, we yeah. can't afford it, and dismiss you straight away. I believe that couples need to fall in love with the product first and then you tell them how much it is because once they've bought into it and they've got their emotionally attached to the to the album and the product, they don't care how much it is, don't mm -hmm. they? How often do you think a client writes you off just because you didn't respond with what they wanted? Um, I don't know. Probably some obviously do. You know, some do. But I would answer the question so they email me and say, can have a price list? I'll say, yep, yeah, absolutely. If you want to come in, I'm more than happy to chat, show you the albums. Obviously, I can't show you them online. I can say, if you want a price list, of course, I can send you one. But I think you'll benefit much more if you come in and actually see and touch yeah. and feel the product. And then generally, oh, that's not a bad idea. And I'll, I'll, I'll finish the, the email off with, no, I'd love to hear more about your day. Yeah and get together face-to-face -to -face and work out if we're a fit. And you kind of bypass that question and try and get them in and try and find that personal level right at the initial, even an email you can you can attach to yeah. someone personally. Uh, and I'll find that works. And once they come in, my hit rate's pretty, about 80% once they come in. I think, kind of following on for that, I thinking about it, because I have, I have a link to my PDF. Yeah. So at the very, very bottom, I've got my whole spiel at the very bottom, Here's a link to my brochure, and it's got all the information about me. It's, mm -hmm. it's, it's a little bit of a, it's a little bit of an overload, but it's it's broken down into small bits with the packages almost at the bottom. Yeah. And I love the idea of that because I love meeting, and I do think that if you have the right personality, if you can sit down with a couple and you can look at the albums, you can sell them your services. They may pay more than what their initial budget might be. Yeah. But I think, correct me if I'm wrong on this, but I think it's important to have a base price on your website. I would agree. Because that then filters out the people. So, you know, if you're if your bud if your starting price is seventeen fifty, you don't want someone coming to you going, My budget's a thousand pounds, they waste your time, they come out and go, Oh yeah. well after all of that, oh we're not spending more than a thousand yeah. pounds. They're not going to stretch to seventeen fifty. So I think it's important that on your website you have your base yes. price, whether it be your price or your associate photographer's price, you have a base price so that you're not wasting time with those people underneath. So if I have it on my front page or on my investment page that my base price starts at 1800, I know that those people who are contacting me, I'm assuming, and you should never assume that most of those people have seen that price, yeah. that they're not, they already know that, okay, he's 1800, that's what our budget is. Let's go and meet them and we'll discuss price when we meet out then. Yeah, I think it's also, it comes, there's two types of email. There's the email that comes in and they'll say, hi, Scott, um, we're getting married on the 15th of July. We're getting married at Leeds Priory. We've been following your work. You've shot two friends of ours' wedding. Um, what's the rough price for you? I'll get those people in. It's the couple that start with, hi, comma, and you know they've sent it to 50 photographers. <laughs> those couples, generally, I will probably send an email price. When it's a bit more of a personal email and yeah. I know they're already invested in the, me and the brand, I'll get them in. Yeah. If it's just someone fishing for prices, 
I'll send it out. Yeah. I'll send it out. Like, but if I know that they're into it and I've shot their friends wedding, they're going to come in for a chat. Yeah. So do you think like someone like myself, I have, a, I have an, a very personal email and I tweak it for every couple. Yeah. And at the bottom has a link to my PDF. Still send in the PDF, but maybe take out the prices. No, I still send if they if you know if they specifically ask a couple of times and they want to, I'll send it to them. You know, yeah, I, yeah. I'm not going to annoy, not going to annoy no, people. Of course, but I would say 70 percent of people who come in haven't even seen the price list yeah. yet, but they'll come in for a chat and then once they see the books and touch and feel it and yeah. see the the range of books because you can't. I mean, I use Graphic Studio and they're, they're limitless what you can yeah. do at the minute, and you can't sell that on an email. Mm-hmm. I think if people are going to come in and totally agree and it's, they want to touch something, they want to feel it, and then they'll buy into it more, I think. But you know, it's, do what's right for the business. Mm-hmm. You know, what the what works for me won't work for you, won't work for James, mm-hmm. won't work for Louise. It was just, you know, we're, we're selling strategies, we're, we're teaching strategies. I'm, mm-hmm. I can't cook, but I can follow a Gordon Ramsay recipe and it'll be all right, but over time I will tweak that recipe to make it my own. Yeah. So you, it's about finding, taking notes from me and James or other speakers, and taking the little bits that work from everyone and making it apply to your business. Great. James, you mentioned you've done a few elopements so far just to start the year. How do you treat an elopement differently to a full wedding? And do you class that as more of a half wedding when you're looking at your overall target for the year? Yeah, elopements are difficult. (laughs) Um, So looking at it from a business point of view, most of the elopements I do tend to be further away from where I live, so I have more travel time. So we are looking west coast of Scotland or Glencoe, these sort of places. Or we actually have a local, um, well, Donor Castle, which is a very famous castle near ours, where a lot of people do do elopements, but they work with a um, coordinator. So I thank you, Lisa. <laughs> they work with a coordinator who I have a, a deal with, which, which helps. So I, I do that a few times a year. But they're also a bit of a pleasure. I really enjoy doing the elopements. There's a there's a different feel. There's a lot less stress with the elopement. The couple are a little bit more freer. So with every wedding that I do, big wedding, I meet the couple face to face. With an elopement, sometimes it's done over email or it's done over Skype. So you don't have that initial person person personal kind of connection with them. Um and they tend to be in amazing locations. And then when they see my my love my landscape photography, they always ask for my input on location. So that that is better for me to do price wise it's really difficult i've tried to do a lot of research on elopement photographers and they're really good at keeping their prices quite quite hidden unless you email to say we're thinking about getting eloped but i've gauged it for places like isle of sky for a half day rate of photographing so maybe anything between four hours to six hours you're looking around about a thousand pound that includes a usb and images then that's not bad for a day's work you know but I have the travel getting over to the Isle of Sky. So you've got fuel, you've got time, you've got food. What's well, about three and a half hour, four hour drive for me to get to, to the Isle of Sky. So I've got to factor in eight hours of driving away from the family, fuel, insurances. But we had we, we had a semi-small wedding and we had an elopement and they were both almost the same time. One was in Edinburgh, one was in um, Torridon. And the one in Torridon was amazing. It was just a couple. It was our two kids, the Piper, myself and the humanist. And it was probably one of the best weddings I've ever done. There's just something about an elopement and the couple is carefree. They just go with the flow and it's a lot less stress. And I I really love that. But pricing it is very difficult. Difficult to sell an album 
because the chance of you meeting them again in person is very slim. So do you take the albums with you? And then after they've got married, they've done the pictures, you're like, do you want to have a look at some albums? Which is exactly what I did at Torridon. And they were like, yeah, let's have a look at them. And I've managed to sell an album for it. So for me, I have everything online. I have all the colors and styles and stuff, all the information online. And the couple kind of go with the flow for that. But pricing wise for elopement is very difficult and a lot of competition, especially in this area for the Highlands. You're looking at Glasgow, a lot of offers from Glasgow do that kind of area because it's a lot easier to get to. So you, you have to be very careful with that. And I do believe as well, Sky, the local elopement photographers in Sky are very much it's our land. How dare you come to Sky and photograph a wedding? They get a little bit off with it as well. So, um, yeah. So it's 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 yeah, very difficult. But they're fun. They are so much fun. Um, do I make more money from an elopement than I would a wedding? Probably not. When you add things up, you know, when you have the potential album sales, print sales, and everything like this, yeah. And it's probably just as much hours in terms of adding up the driving and stuff. Yep. That's me. That's you. You've exhausted my list. Excellent. Wow. I'm, I'm impressed. That was really good. That was, that was really fun to do. I think, yeah, I think more Q&A on this podcast. Is I think thing. so. I think the, the Q&A, yeah. I mean, we, we are here as much as, you know, initially it was just Scott and I to talk about our photography and stuff. I think it's important to have questions and yeah. people asking questions. And I think doing regular uh, guests on as well. Even really like... Good camera questions because you know everyone shoots different different camera bodies you know you shoot Nikon I shoot Fujifilm and you know if you've got a question about the camera or what's we won't it? mention what Ross shoots no he shoots I don't know no, he, he draws his crayons I think I've seen, it, yeah. I've seen his pictures they're not, they're not that sharp he must draw with crayons um, but no if you've got a question about you know certain styles or settings in the camera mm -hmm. no I've, I've been shooting 17 years James has been shooting you know a long time and there's not much we can't deal with when it comes to camera questions. 15 years wow. since I started photography. 10 years weddings. Yeah. So just get them in. Yeah. Get them in. Definitely. Right. Let's wrap this up because we've fairly gone on now. So first of all, Darren, where can we find you online? Uh, social media. It's Chronicle Pix mm -hmm. with P-I-X, all one word. Um, and chroniclephotography.co.uk for my website. Excellent. Handsome, balding man himself. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm total slap today. Uh, the Edge Picks, so Picks as in P I C S. You can get that Instagram on, and on Facebook. Facebook, yep. yeah. And your personal one, you've got one. Scott shoot stuff. That was I was trying to remember where it was called. Scott though, shoot stuff on Instagram. That's my personal stuff for travel and just dicking around. <laughs> you will find me at jameskelly.co for my website and Facebook, James Kelly Photography. Instagram is jameskelly.co. Do you want to know something funny? Go on. I got an email from GoDaddy asking me if I wanted to buy the URL jameskelly.co.uk. Really? Take a guess at the amount. Four figures. Yeah, four grand. Four grand? Okay, yeah. not as much as that. £1,350. Wow. That was a no from me. Yeah. Okay. Thank you very much for everyone listening. Make sure you check out the Facebook group. It is linked under the podcast and in the show notes. And again, if you have any questions, please send them to us. We'll be happy to answer them. So until next time, thank you very much. See ya. Bye. Bye.